What's going on, roommates? Welcome back to In Joe's Room. Uh, we got really huge news in the last couple of weeks. Uh, first and foremost, I want to uh, express how grateful I am that uh, as of now uh, and from here on out, our podcast, or rather my podcast, is going to be streaming on Apple Podcasts. And I, I mean, for me personally, I, I think that's huge because that's how I get my podcast, to be honest. Um, but however which way you're finding me uh, from in Joe's room, whether it's through Anchor or Spotify or Breaker or Stitcher, or there's so many other platforms, and I want to thank Anchor for the, this opportunity and the platform to be able to be uh, so accessible. Uh, and so definitely Apple Podcasts is a big win for me. Uh, and I just want to also give a huge shout out to my wife, Natalie, uh, because uh, it is now safe to announce to everybody uh, that as of this recording, we are pregnant and we are pregnant with baby number two. Uh, everything is a-okay. Uh, and so some some love, some support, some good vibes, some prayers uh, out to Natalie and for uh, for my family that's growing. Um, it's, an, it's really an exciting time. Uh, and... You know, it's one of those things, again, uh, I mentioned it in episode one, uh, being a father, being a husband is by far the most fulfilling thing in my life. And so for this week, I'm super, super excited to uh, dive right into uh, some old school stories of what it was like being a kid uh, with my friends. And the reason why I'm doing this for this week is because uh, later on this weekend, as of this recording, of course, uh, I'm going to be going on a road trip with my very good friends, my probably I can say my best friends. um, And it's going to be quite the adventure to say the least and so i figured for in honor of that road trip that we're gonna that i'm gonna be going on i put together a little snapshot of my friends uh the core group of friends that i have had for the last several decades let's say and right after that we're gonna be going into uh some throwback nostalgia uh so get get ready for that as well All right, so without further ado, let's get right into it. Here we go. Watching some movies in my life 
So you just listened to In Joe's Room, and if that was your first time listening to the song In Joe's Room, that's where the name comes from. Again, it's super silly. Uh, to reiterate that or, uh, origin or like where that song came from, basically, uh, I was not much of a musician, you know, back in the day, and so you know, I picked up a guitar here and there and like, you know, one thing leads to another and I learned a few chords on the guitar uh, and I was just messing around with some chord progressions and uh, there you have it. I, I, I made up a little bit of a song and then uh, my friends kind of, you know, made fun of me a little bit here and there and when we were just jamming out, you know, one, ne- one day, uh, my buddies Dylan and Tim, you know, came up with these lyrics and they were just kind of super silly and uh, my buddy Alex just decided to record us one day, and we came up with what we came up with, and uh, it is what it is. Uh, again, the reason why I wanted to have another listen to that song uh, was to get into this week's kind of theme, which is all all about throwback, but also a tribute to uh, my very good, my very best friends. Um, later on, as of this recording, uh, it is Wednesday. Uh, and later on this weekend, I will be going to uh, Baltimore to visit my buddy Dylan, who lives down there. Uh, we're going to be taking a little bit of a road trip, and so I'm really uh, hyped for that trip. It's been a very long time since we were all together. Even though uh, one of our buddies is uh, is going to be absent from the trip, we're still going to act as though we're there. And, you know, it's interesting for me, especially with the memories that I have now to put things into perspective I've had a lot of these guys as my friends for the last 25 years and I'm not even exaggerating like it's crazy to think that we've been friends for that long but yeah like 25 years and uh going through all of those memories going through everything that we've gone through together in the last quarter of a century that sounds disgusting but I mean it's crazy. All the highs, all the lows, and we can get all sappy if we want to about it, but it is what it is. So for this week, I'm going to be sharing with you a, a, a little bit of a story of this 25-year friendship. Um, it really all started when I was in kindergarten, uh, and this is when like I first kind of realized that there were other kids out in the world other than like my siblings and my cousins and stuff and so I didn't really have like too many friends obviously and so uh first of all I am I was absolutely blessed to be able to uh be around so many kids just around my block where I lived um growing up was on this street that was legitimately just a big circle of a block right and so right next door uh this is kindergarten going into first grade or I might be getting that mixed up um uh my buddy Tim moved in uh and that kind of kind of that kind of propelled us into uh you know uh, the long lasting friendship that we've had and especially with the uh, with the other guys as well um now around the block uh there lived 
Dylan and Bill. And Dylan was uh, my age, uh, along with Tim. We're all the same age. Bill was a little bit older. And so I didn't meet Bill for uh, for a couple of years. Uh, and we didn't get closer uh, until much later. But anyway, uh, with Tim moving right next door, it, I felt like it was pretty much like the next day. Uh, he invited me over and we played board games and it was just, you know, it is what it is. And then same thing, I think that Dylan was around there around the same time. I remember one of my first memories with Dylan around that time was like maybe the next year or the year after that. Um, uh, being invited over his house to do like a science project. Uh, his science project was on uh, like getting us to taste different things uh, blindfolded and well, we would eat certain things and try to guess what they were. And I remember there was something specific that I just hated. It was some type of vegetable. It was like squishy or something. I don't remember. I just remember eating it. I'm like, oh, no, no, I need something to, you know, I need water. I need water. I was kind of freaking out. But it was cool seeing my picture. And then like the next couple of weeks, you know, uh, up on like the science fair or whatever. And like, oh, well, wow, that was me, you know. Um, and so like that's like all elementary school silliness, you know. And like um, the three of us kind of – you got, became really close, you know, and then of course, Bill uh, was just a few doors down from Dylan. Uh, and again, like I said, he was a little bit older. And so he was that cool older kid that we got to hang out with every once in a while. Um, and then when we were when Tim, Dylan and I were in sixth grade, uh, Alex moved. Um, I believe he w w lived in Comac, I want to say, and then moved over to Holbrook or where we grew up. Um, and he moved not too far away. We still, uh, he went to our elementary school, I think it was like sixth grade. Um, and I remember him being someone that, um, <laughs> got us all into yo-yos and not just any yo-yos, like the Duncan butterfly yo-yos, which, um, which I actually still have one of them somewhere lying around. Uh, but he got us all uh, yo-yos like from like a catalog or something. And this is before Amazon. This is before uh, – I mean the internet was out, but like it, w it wasn't what it was. And I remember uh, going up to him. Like I think it was in gym class or something like that. Like, hey, you, you got Tim and Dylan, those yo-yos. Can you get me one? And he was like, dude, I don't really even know you, but whatever. Um, and then I remember like the next day asking my mom for like a check for like, I don't know however much it was, like 20 bucks or something like that. And she was like, why am I giving you this? I'm like, cause I really want a yo-yo and everyone has a yo-yo and I really want one. And it was a renegade yo-yo. Um, and I remember it had like ball bearings or whatever it was in it. And it was, it, it was like a legit yo-yo. Um, and we had a little yo-yo club or whatever, you know, we were like 11 years old, <laughs> you know, and so we had a little yo-yo club. Uh, and that's how we kind of became friends with Alex. And then, again, a lot of these friendships kind of blossomed from there. And we, you know, uh, went through the motions with middle school and high school. And uh, we started doing uh, like from bike riding to skateboarding to learning how to drive and to doing all of this stuff. And like, it's been quite a, a, a crazy ride to say the least to with with these guys by my side and you know while we don't get to spend as much time together as much as we would like uh you know it it, it goes without saying that as soon as we come back together it kind of just like we pick up where we left off i mean up until this past christmas you know we, we uh, went over uh, and made it a point to you know 
come together and just be with with one another for uh christmas uh in the christmas time you know and so uh i just remember just laughing like the entire time you know uh and it, it was uh it was really uh important for me uh to you know to reflect on these times and to reflect on uh how important these guys are to me even though i don't see them as much as i would like to you know um and then especially when my son Eli was born, like uh, within the first couple of months, I don't know, really within the first couple of weeks, I was already like, all right, when's, when is a good time for everyone to come by, you know? Uh, and like I said, I know Dylan lives down in Baltimore, and so he's not as local, but the other guys live like here in the New York area. And so they all came, and it was like a really cool moment for me to to kind of, you know, one by one, just throw my son at the time. Just here you go, and you know, just pass him along, and just like, you know, see them all kind of experience my son for the first time, and it was a, it's a wild, wild thing, you know. And um, you know, we, we grow up together. You know, we uh, we are <laughs> at the same time. I feel like you know, even like in the the text messaging group chat that I have, I still feel like you know, I I regress to this. A juvenile, you know, immature sense of humor type of kid and, you know, sharing funny things and whatnot. And uh, even today, we were just texting back and forth, just random punchlines from back in the day. But I mean, I think that's the beauty of a lot of the friendships that we should have that, uh, you know, people have those inside jokes and the memories and the times that we were, where we can reminisce. And I feel like I'm that type of guy that was like that will always hold on to those memories very fondly and very often um wanting to share them hey remember that time we did that hey wasn't it you who did that one thing remember that one time where whatever whatever you know and um one of the other greatest moments in our friendship i thought was uh, it, uh the occasions where we were able to be in each other's weddings like they were in my wedding uh and we were all in Alex's wedding. Uh, and, you know, both times I felt like, man, like we're here for like the big moments in our lives. And so, uh, you know, it is a, a beautiful thing to say the least. Um, what I also think is important to note uh, is that again, like as much as we grow older and we grow further apart from the people that we were around from back in the day. Like I, for one, don't really talk to many people from high school anymore. Uh, and yeah, I feel like in a way I kind of grew apart from who I was there. And I think that's a good thing, but I think it's also important to have those people in your life that you are able to hold on to, uh, and they can kind of bring you back to a simpler time. But then again, it wouldn't be appropriate if I didn't share at least just one embarrassing story from the times that I had with my buddies. Uh, and so I don't even think these guys remember this, but I remember the time when we were all into like dirt biking, like not dirt biking, like ring ring. But I mean, like you're just riding our bikes, bikes or like in the dirt and like um, near our house, near our neighborhood, there were uh, bike trails. And in the bike trails, it led off into the kind of not the wooded area, but also like this huge sump. And so for those listeners out there who are like, what the heck is a sump? I don't know if it's like a common term, but it was a neighborhood term that we all knew in my in my neighborhood. 
with the sump was this huge ditch in this in the in the ground. I guess this is where like the electric company did whatever. But you know, in the winter time, like the neighborhood kids go like sledding down there, and in the summertime, we all go bike riding. Um, and I remember right next to the sump, some neighborhood kids decided to build, not build, I'm sorry, but dig out uh, ramps. Uh, and like build like, you know, mounds of dirt into these huge, uh, ramps. And at the time I felt like they were huge. Um, and you know, far be it for me to say that I was probably the smallest of the kids there. Uh, and, (laughs) and especially in my group of friends. And I remember, um, spending hours, legitimately hours just at the, at the sump and at these, uh, ramps that were either dug out and there was one called the gravity pit and it was like a ramp that like the like legitimately they dug into the ground to go dip and kind of like a if I'm, I'm right now with my hands I'm doing like a a cosine I think or a sine from calculus basically like a loop inside not a loop but like a big slope in and a big ramp out and it like dug into the ground. So you went down into the ground and up this huge ramp. And it was a lot of fun. It was probably super dangerous. Um, I scraped many a knee and I've, uh, I gotten many bumps and bruises from that gravity pit. Um, but I just remember just seeing like Dylan and Tim and some other neighborhood guys just like go flying. And I'm like, I am not doing on any of that. And then, uh, we were also friends at that time with another neighborhood uh, guy named uh, Louie. And Louie loved to build things. And he built a lot of different things. And his dad just let him use power tools and whatnot. And he built a, a wooden ramp that we could just ride our bikes off of. And part of the ramp, it was like a like a ramp going up to a tabletop with a ramp on the other side. And the ramp on the other side, you were able to make a nice big gap. Uh, And so you would ride up the gap and try to jump the gap onto the tabletop and down the ramp. Uh, Well, when I tried, you know, doing this, uh, (laughs) I failed miserably. I kind of sat down on my seat, which you're not supposed to do. And I like slowed down so much so that I flew over the handlebars and I broke my wrist and uh, that was the first time I had broken a bone, and I hid it from my family for as long as I could. I was in the seventh grade at the time, um, and at the end, it was at the end of seventh grade because I remember starting the summer with a cast on my wrist. But I hid that for a very, very, very long time, uh, as long as I could, because I just thought, oh, whatever, it'll just, you know, I don't want to go to the hospital because I don't know what a broken bone is. But it, like, it was swollen, and I just hid it. It was like the end of June and I was wearing long sleeves and hoodies trying to hide this thing. Um, but then a few days later, uh, we were in gym class and we were playing softball and I had to put a baseball glove over my wrist and I caught a ball bit, you know, in, you know, uh, with the mitt on. And I just remember being in so much pain, like cursing, like even in seventh grade, even with the gym teacher right there, just so much pain. Uh, so much so that I had to go to the hospital uh, to get it checked out. And um, lo and behold, I had to reveal why I broke my wrist. 
and I was not allowed to hang out with my friends on my bike for a number of weeks. Not because I was uh, injured, but because my mom was like, no more, no more. Um, and I don't blame her. I mean, uh, I was probably of my siblings, the, the person who went to the hospital the most. Um, a couple of years after that, we, were, we stepped away from biking and we got more into skateboarding. Uh, and I remember, um, again, just being foolish in the streets and just, you know, trying to skateboard, trying to think I'm a lot cooler than I am and, uh, a lot more talented than I am. And uh, I remember, uh, getting pretty hurt pretty badly, uh, to the point where I, you know, I sprained a couple bones here and there and broke a couple fingers. And again, it was just like, I, I put my mom through the ringer with times that I've had to go to the hospital. Uh, another time was when around the same time with the whole skateboarding thing, uh, Dylan, uh, Dylan's parents got him a a trampoline in the backyard and (laughs) did not get the safety net that was around. Not that I, not that I fell off or anything like that, but, um, on the trampoline, we would just try to outdo each other with tricks and whatnot. And, I remember once trying to do a full-on 450 splash. So if you don't know what that is, it's a full uh, front flip. And instead of landing on your feet when you complete the front flip, you continue going. So you would go 360 degrees, and then you would also go an additional 100, uh, whatever, an extra 90 degrees, which would make it uh, 450 degrees, which is why they call it a 450 splash. In other words, you do a front flip, and you uh, over-rotate, and you land on your stomach. Um, well, I over-rotated even that much, and I bent my fingers all the way back. Like, I remember, like, feeling so weird being able to touch the back of my hand. Like, yeah, it's that graphic. Um, but then, of course, you know, like, when I look at my hand, it wasn't, like, stuck like that. But I just remember feeling that sensation, saying, like, well, that's not right. And, yeah, I broke my fingers that way. And even to this day, my fingers are a little weird. Like, if I'm holding my hand out right my middle finger is like going a little bit to the left there. <laughs> and so, yeah, I kind of messed myself up that way. But again, like this is just part of growing up, you know, as much as you want to say boys will be boys or kids will be kids, you know, I was kind of reckless and, you know, it is what it is. And I think that attributed to why I am so cautious with Eli, um, you know, running around, getting his scrapes and bruises and whatnot. You know, Natalie's very relaxed with that, and I am the complete opposite. I'm like, watch out, he's going to fall, he's going to fall, you know, and uh, every scrape, every bruise, every little thing, I'm just like, oh my gosh, you know, and and maybe it's because I'm just traumatized from the times that like, yeah, I know what kids can do, and uh, you know, it is what it is. In any case, it's just a nice stroll down memory lane. I mean, I could go on and on with stories and times that I just remember and think very fondly of um and so when we come back from this break uh we're gonna get really into specifically kind of going along with a stroll down memory lane type of thing uh some things that i remember just watching and being into back then uh so be prepared for some 90s early 2000s throwbacks i'm gonna go into another countdown of like the top five kind of greater throwbacks that I remember from that, that time period. Um, not in any particular order, just wanted to do it in a more structured way. All right, so we'll be right back right after this. 
All right, welcome back, roommates. So for this throwback episode, I wanted to gear it more towards Disney. Uh, And the reason being is because uh, in a few weeks, I will be taking our first family vacation to the happiest place on Earth, Disney World. Uh, It'll be my wife's first time there. Obviously, it'll be Eli's first time there, but it'll actually be my third time there. And so uh, thinking back, to my memories of going there when I was a kid um you know it was prime time in my childhood to uh you know experience everything that Disney had to offer at the time um and so for all intents and purposes for this podcast I wanted to do a a a countdown or a top five not in any particular order or anything but of things that will uh, are reminiscent of my time, my childhood, as a lifetime fan of Disney things. Um, and so not all of these are the Disney classic movies. A lot of them uh, are, but some of them are, are more personal for me. Uh, and so uh, we're going to start off with number five. Now, this movie came out in 1995. It starred Jonathan Taylor Thomas, who now going through a lot of the uh movies going through the movie list of 90s disney movies um he was was a part of several like a good handful of them i think it was a total of five or six movies that he's been a part of uh for the disney franchise or the disney family uh he was obviously the voice of simba uh more on that later uh he was also uh, all the way up until like i believe it was like 1999 in that christmas movie uh coming home uh i'll be home for christmas uh i believe that's the one where he's trying to date jessica beale um, which is kind of funny because that was like the first, not the first time, but it was one of the more notable um, representations of a guy much shorter than the girl that she that he wants to date. I believe I, I could be completely wrong on that, but it really set up um, a picture of what could be. You know, I mean, and not that I. Uh, why am I believing that Jessica Biel was kind of like not the nicest character? And that Jonathan Taylor Thomas was more earnest in wanting to just be home. I don't know. I could be completely wrong. Um, but in any case, the movie that I wanted to start off with, uh, my top five, uh, was the movie called Tom and Huck. Which is Disney Family's version of uh, Mark Twain's Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer. The Adventures of you know, Tom Sawyer. Um, reason why it's important to me even now is that because, you know, even at, as a kid who just turned six years old watching this movie, uh, not even in theaters, but on VHS tape, I remember watching that over and over and over again. Uh, there are many movies that I'm sure my older siblings can attest to that, like, I would always watch over and over and over again. Uh, and it was like to the point where there were a couple of VHS tapes that I remember my older brother Alfred just legitimately like destroying the film so we couldn't watch it anymore. Uh, but this one being not one of them, uh, it's one of Disney's, uh, and I think this is going to be representative of Disney's time of doing those live action um, movies. Uh, Tom and Huck. Uh, obviously, if you know anything about me, I am an English teacher, and so its connection to literature and telling classic stories obviously obviously still resonates with me um in that regard but more importantly it, it like i said it's reminiscent of a time 
where I was a kid and we would just watch VHS tapes over and over and over again. And I remember for whatever reason that being one of my favorites. And I think maybe it's because, you know, it was a story of a young boy going on uh, crazy adventures with his friends. And uh, and if that's obviously going full circle with uh, what I talked about and, you know, previously with uh, my friends, like, you know, it's representative of like the the sense of adventure that I uh, that I had with my friends, and so there you have it. That my number five, uh, top five throwback movies. You know, it's a sleeper pick, I know, but uh, definitely Tom and Huck. And again, it's not in any particular order, and I'm not saying like my number five is the worst one or better than any of the other ones. Like I could have mentioned something like the mighty ducks or uh, air bud you know a lot of those sports movies oh my gosh you know what i actually just watched um angels in the outfield for the first time in so many years uh because my son eli loves sports loves 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 sports um and he's so enamored by sports that anytime it's on he goes ball 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 and uh, he he's been loving baseball and so i went and grabbed uh you know a, a little baby baseball or like the little tykes you know or fisher price my first baseball type thing uh, and he loves playing with that and i thought what better movie to watch than uh, angels in the outfield and so honorable mention to angels in the outfield love that you know uh christopher lloyd dan uh danny glover uh joseph gordon levitt a young joseph gordon levitt you know uh there's so many people in that movie too you know um Adrian Brody is that it was I believe he's in it Matthew McConaughey has a pretty cool feature in that um yeah pretty cool uh oh Tony Danza come on you know uh and so it's uh one of those things you know with uh those live action movies that kind of just bring you back huh you know anyway okay so that was my number five my number four another type of sleeper pick and i kind of snuck this into this list just because i wanted an excuse to talk about it it's it was acquired in i believe it was 1998 1999 by disney from nickelodeon and so when i talk about it i am going to be talking a little bit about its nickelodeon origins and how obviously it was so much better than the disney version of it but well, what i'm talking about is doug the show doug you know do 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 like that like oh like that's the original doug that everyone knows and loves uh and it ran for a number of seasons on nickelodeon uh and then it all of a sudden stopped and then a few years later, it was acquired by, um, you know, and at that point, I believe it was in like considered, what is it considered syndication if it's over 100 episodes and it runs on reruns or something like that. I'm not an expert in that. But anyway, it was always running on reruns every day still uh, for a number of years before any, you know, af- even after like the last newest episode aired on Nickelodeon. And then uh in 1998 1999 it was acquired by uh disney and disney put out its own version of doug and he was a little bit older and he had a weird voice and he wore like three quarter sleeves instead of his uh his you know signature look of the short sleeve white shirt with the green sweater vest and the khakis he wore more like you know three quarter sleeve shirts or whatever and everyone looked a little different and um, very controversially, I mean, especially in today's standards, that the character Connie, I believe her name was Connie, she was one with like she was kind of a green skin with purple hair, um, and 
she was a little bit, I guess, on the bigger side in the original series. However, um, when they went on to into the Disney version, she became thin, and that became one of her like storylines in one of the first episodes. Like, oh, everyone changes, and it's okay that everyone changes. Um, but I feel like even today's standards, the you know. I don't know how how that would fly, you know, in terms of, you know, body positivity and, you know, encouraging people, you know, to embrace whatever size and shape that they come in. Uh, but in any case, I didn't want to get into that. The reason why it's on this list, on the Disney list, is because it is completely reminiscent of one of my favorite memories, believe it or not, in the time that I went to Disney World back in 2000. Now, um, it was really cool because the big globe in Epcot, uh, everything had the, you know, Mickey Mouse and then above it, it said 2000, right? And so it was like this huge uh, gear for Disney and they had all these crazy events for the new millennium and everything was nice, like brand new at the time to me, of course. Uh, And one of those things was the uh, show, a live show of Doug. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's the characters on stage. And uh, it was really cool. I mean, I remember sitting in the audience being like enamored with uh, like the characters and like, oh my gosh, that's, you know, the, you know, people in like makeup and whatnot, you know, uh, dressed up and acting like the characters. And I remember that being like a really cool, fun day. Um, and so, yeah, so Doug makes it onto my list for the top five. Um, Number three. Now we're getting into the classics. Uh, for me, I have to go with one of my earliest memories of of Disney in general, and that's the movie Aladdin. Uh, Robin Williams, very classic performance as the genie. Um, I mean, this this story has been told in terms of like like how uh, masterful his performance was as the genie and all of that. Um, and so I'm not going to get into that here. Instead, I'm going to talk about like my memories with Aladdin. Uh, for the longest time, it was considered my favorite Disney movie. It, well, very much is con- still considered my very favorite Disney movie. Um, you know, and uh, it comes from just being uh, obsessed with the music and the story and uh, obviously with the characters, with the genie and Abu the monkey. And um, for me, especially with like the songs like A Whole New World and uh, Never Had a Friend Like Me, um, you know, those are things that I, I still like hum every once in a while. I still play that for Eli you know and so like despite however many years it's been what 27 years um you know it's still something that still holds up in my heart um also along with that you know disney classics of course come with the merchandising just like in Spaceballs, you know like the merchandising merchandising and so uh, i remember loving all of the merchandise that came out of aladdin uh i remember having the handheld video games that came out and Aladdin's handheld video games were uh, was like super popular uh and I had that handheld video game and I remember going on road trips and stuff with my family and that being like the handheld video game uh that I would you know have and play with um along with that came the Sega Genesis uh video game version of Aladdin and how incredibly difficult that was 
uh, especially like uh, I don't forget the name of the big cave or the cave of wonders and I remember escaping the cave of wonders was pretty much impossible when everything starts to melting and and get catching on fire trying to escape that was pretty much impossible and I remember that being one of my first like memories of like legitimately rage quitting a game um, before rage quitting was a thing. Like even as a four-year-old at the time or three-year-old, four-year-old, however old I was actually playing the game, again, I was just rage quitting. Like, I can't deal with this anymore. You know, screw it. He just lives in the Cave of Wonders now. End of story. And so that is what it is. Uh, and uh, so Aladdin has it in the top three. Next one, another one that definitely for me has to be one of my favorite Disney movies of all time. Uh, we're going back to 1994 with The Lion King. Now, that was probably the first movie that I remember actually like going to. Like specifically wanting to go to the movies, being taken to the movies, and just my experience there. And so when I think about you know my love for movies and my love for being a movie goer... Uh, the Lion King definitely holds a special place in my heart in terms of um, where I was at the time. And I remember going to a small movie theater uh, with my older brother and my little sister. And I remember getting yelled at because I, uh, I, I guess I made a mess of like a chocolate bar that I was given in, like even before the movie started. And then I remember um, just the snacks in the movies and being in my own seat and just like being so thrilled to be a part of this movie going experience and of course what an epic movie what an epic story with the lion king and again like with the lion king being and even with aladdin i didn't even mention it but even how aladdin and and the lion king both got live remakes that are still out in the theaters as of this recording um you know i haven't gotten to see any of those live action movies with you know between aladdin and lion king uh, obviously, it's a little difficult to get to the movie theater with a, you know, a toddler at home. And so uh, I am still planning on definitely seeing those movies. But in terms of like the new version of The Lion King, I heard that Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner, whose characters are Pumbaa and Timon, uh, respectively, uh, are steal the show from what I hear. Uh, and that their version of Hakuna Matata uh, not only pays tribute to the original version, but it makes it their own, and it definitely uh, steals the show. Uh, I mean, you know, I, again, Beyonce probably has a lot of attention with that movie being Nala, and um, you know, actually, we we just rewatched the you know the original version of The Lion King um, just the other day, and we went, you know, while we're watching it, I go onto IMDb, and I look up the original cast, and it's kind of interesting to see the, um, you know, where those, uh, people are, are, and have been since the Lion King. Uh, for instance, the, the original voice of Nala, uh, her name, I believe it's, oh man, Mariah, Moira Kelly, I want to say, is her name, if I'm not mistaken, she was uh, the mother in One Tree Hill. This, she was uh, Lucas Scott's mother, Karen Rowe. Uh, and so it's pretty cool uh, to see that. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, now that I know that, you know, I go back to watch Lion King and I can't not hear her voice. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, same thing with uh, I had no idea up until maybe a few years ago that the voice of Zazu was... Um, Mr. Bean, I forget his name, uh, the the English actor's name, but 
now you look at Zazu and you can't not see Mr. Bean. And so it was uh, pretty cool uh, to have that be a part of it. Uh, and so The Lion King is my number two. Uh, also with The Lion King, with just like with Aladdin and all the merchandising, I remember playing with Happy Meal toys from Lion King uh, for years, like years after the movie came out. And remember when Happy Meals came out with actual toys and you get the toy and it's an actual toy that you can play with and like add to your collection of toys and stuff? I mean, I recently got a, a kid's meal from a fast food restaurant. I'm not going to say which one it was, but I was very disappointed. <coughs> Wendy's. Um, I was very disappointed with uh, the uh, kid's meal toy that it came with. First of all, one time I got a kid's meal, it didn't come with a toy. And I'm like, oh, maybe they stopped doing toys. And then the next time I got a kid's meal, uh, all of this for Eli, I should mention. Uh, next time I got a kid's meal, it did come with a toy. It was like a build-your-own dinosaur, but it was really flimsy. And it was made of like almost like cardboard or plastic, hard plastic cardboard type thing. It was really flimsy, and it fell apart within the first couple of days. Uh, but I remember back in the day, you would collect these Happy Meal toys and they would last and they were made with you know with like like simple features and whatnot it's not like you know full-on action figures but i remember being able to like hold on to them and play with them um also lion king came out with their own handheld video game and i believe i i had that as well um and so yeah uh lion king holds a very very special place in my heart uh but not as much as my number one favorite disney movie um, now my wife and I, when she hears this is probably going to argue with me because I want to see the Lion King live action more than I want to see this movie. And, uh, this movie came out in 1995, probably my favorite, uh, Disney movie of all time. Probably one that like combined with everything that I've said so far with, um, watching it over and over again through VHS, you know, just rewinding it, play again, uh, from to all the merchandising to all the memories and even um you know going to disney world and having an amazing time so all of these memories all in one there's no greater movie for me than toy story 1995 classic uh toy story and again this is now a year after the lion king and so of course i saw it in theaters and same thing, I remember going, loving the movie-going experience, and especially because this is the first, you know, uh, computer-animated feature film from Disney, and, and it, it, it broke through all these barriers and all the years uh, that it took to make this movie. Um, I am privileged to be in, like, that target demographic for when that movie actually finally came out. I mean, it took years to make. Uh, and, oh, my gosh, it's kind of bone-chilling. I suggest everyone uh, pause here and make... Or maybe not pause here because the episode's almost over. But there is a, 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 an expose of what the true story of Toy Story was supposed to be or really is. And this whole uh, canon of Toy Story um, origins and, like, the real meaning of certain things... Uh, and it, it's like really weird to like go back and uh, and see all of that. Um, and so, yeah. And so Toy Story definitely is uh, number one uh, for all for a lot of reasons. And especially like one of my favorite rides back then they had it was the Buzz Lightyear, you know, point and shoot and like all the villains and stuff. And like it's like you can ride on it like a like um, 
with with babies and stuff and it's like super fun and i remember that being a super fun thing uh, at disney world when i went uh i also had a bunch of toys loved toy story uh video game everything pretty much everything that i mentioned reasons why i love um toy story or the reasons why i love all these other disney movies i mean toy story like is a culmination it's the epitome of of disney for me uh and so there you have it there's my top five disney movies not in any particular order but kind of sort of um and again i'm missing a whole lot of disney movies but but hey again this is just a taste and maybe i'll go through a breakdown a movie here or there it's going to be one of those things that we're just going to kind of see where it goes all right and so uh there you have it another episode of in joe's room in the books i want to thank you all so much for being a part of this experience can't wait to see where it's going from here again a big huge congrats to my wife natalie my son eli my soon-to-be baby number two coming out january 2020 that's crazy to, to think about that um, but yeah, in the next couple of weeks, you know, we're going to be able to drop, uh, you know, more and more bigger news here and there. Uh, and so stick around. Things are about to get really interesting for, uh, for your boy, Joe. Uh, so we'll catch you later. Uh, until then, peace out roommates. <laughs>